What's up, you guys? Welcome back to Mini TV Reviews. I am your host, Mo, and today we will be discussing Your Honor, Season 2, Episode 6, titled Part 16. I keep telling y'all, simplicity is key, okay? <laughs> I hope everybody is having a wonderful work week or play week, school week, whatever type of week, okay? I hope you guys are being safe. Of course, we're still sending out condolences and prayers and trying to keep everybody uplifted from that senseless just uh tragic shooting school shooting at that that happened on monday my thoughts and my prayers are with the families of those that were lost okay in that senseless tragedy okay um so we're gonna move on from that you guys though just awful um like i said we're gonna go ahead and get to the episode so we see Michael. He is where we left him in the last episode. He is sitting in the interrogation room face-to-face -face with Castillo. She has had the audacity to march him through the precinct with no, no concrete evidence that he has killed his wife. And so she's sitting down with him and she's like, what was your alibi for the, the night that your wife got killed? And so he tells her, that he got off work around 7. Oh, this is a statement that she's reading from the morning after. So his uh, alibi is that he got home from work around 7. And that um, they had dinner together as a family. Okay. And then after that, him and Adam were at home around 9 o'clock. And all night after that. Okay. And so she was like, hmm, that's interesting. Because I actually have you on surveillance the night that she died confronting the man that she was having her affair with. And you look pretty upset. And so he was like, oh, I'm surprised it took you two years to come up with this jealous husband angle here. If you had any actual concrete evidence, then you wouldn't even be having me up in here. I would have been arrested a long time ago. And so he was like, what changed? And so she was like, you know what? My perception of you has changed over these last couple of years. So I just find you very interesting. And so uh, <laughs> so he says, well, you know what? If I'm not arrested at this point, he needs to leave. So he ends up leaving. And he gets into the car. And Mama is his mother-in-law. Mama is like, now, Michael, why in the world am I picking you up from a police precinct? And he tells her that um, they tried to arrest him on suspicion of Robin's murder. And so she says, you know what? I actually had that thought myself for a while there after she died. But then I just realized that it's, it's not who you are. That's not in your nature. You couldn't do that to her. And so she was like, well, why are they just now waiting all this time to try to, you know, come up with any type of evidence against you? It's been two years at this point. And so he tells her that they actually found, they caught him on surveillance, um, confronting the guy that Robin was having the affair with. And so she was like, oh, you know where this dude live? And he was like, yeah, I know where he live at. And so she was like, okay, great. Cause we're finna get ready to head there now and get some answers. Y'all, mama is with it, okay? She was like, I'm going to get justice for my baby. I don't care who paid the cost, okay? But somebody going to have to answer for Robin's death. So we're going to see what happens, y'all. <laughs> and so it's the next morning, and we see Lil Mo. 
she is meeting up with the rest of the crew that's left after she done dropped Lil Mo off um, to fend for himself. He's no longer part of the crew. And so she's telling the, the guys that are left, hey, he ain't here no more. Y'all gonna have to step y'all game up, okay? And so she uh, puts down the, the brick of coke and she tells them that they're going to have to figure out how to do this. They're going to have to tread lightly with this one because we know that it's laced with fentanyl, okay? And so she says, um, she shows them, like, uh, how much will will kill a man, okay? She was like, we can't do this, okay? So every bag is a Russian roulette, basically, at this point. So they're going to have to figure out how much is going to be good enough for them to have their customers get a, a decent high, but not enough to kill them, okay? So they're going to have to figure it out. So she uh, says, okay, well, since we had issues a while ago with bodies dropping around here left and right, we don't want to do that again. So what we're going to do is, instead of moving the product here, I'm going to have y'all move it uh, in the city, okay? And that way, if body starts to drop, uh, starts dropping left and right, then they won't trace it back to us, okay? So bad product bad reputation we don't want it <laughs> but what happens if it's good product then what y'all gonna do y'all gonna move it back towards y'all side of town we'll see either way that's the plan for now until they get all of this squared away with uh roderick okay and then after that then it's back to business as usual so we see jimmy and uh carmine carmine then came up to jimmy and said hey I set up a meeting, and Jimmy was like, set up a meeting for what? And he was like, I set up a meeting with some investors just in case, you know, all of this doesn't go well with uh, Charlie. And so Jimmy is like, I, I don't want any partners. And so Carmine is like, well, I, I set up a, a business meeting with some investors. And so he was like, who? And so he tells them it's the Calabri family or it, Calabri family, Calabri, Calabri family. And so I know that they've done business in the past. I'm not sure if it went too well because he was like, I don't want any partners. And so Carmine was like, well, you want money, don't you? And so he was like, I set up a meme, just, just hear him out. Okay. And so daddy keep on putting his nose in business where it don't belong. He just needs to go back over there wherever he came from, okay? From that little private island that he got over there off the coast of Italy. He needs to go back over there and mind his own business. So then we see Michael and mama-in-law, a.k.a. Elizabeth. Um, they're pulling up to the other man's house, okay? Robin's, Robin's dude, side dude. So they pull up, and we find out that his name is Kenneth. Okay, him and Mike are, are very aware of who each other are. And so they go in and immediately Elizabeth spots a picture that Robin had took a while ago. She was like into some artsy, artsy stuff. And so he apparently, I, I don't know if like they started their fling, like doing some business type work. Um, but he says something about, uh, she mentioned something about him putting Robin's work and some pieces that he had did and so michael tells him that uh he got hemmed up by costello because of the surveillance that they had caught a while ago 
And um, dude was like, well, I ain't said nothing to nobody, you know. And so he was like, how did the police find out? He was like, I didn't go looking for the police. The police came to me. And so he said that they had came a few nights ago. And he said that uh, somebody that used to do a little bit of work for him got hemmed up on like a grand theft auto type of situation. And so because Kenneth nor Michael had ever told the police about Robin's affair, then the guy who got hemmed up figured that he would use that as collateral to try to cut a deal with the police. And so that's why they came knocking at Kenneth's door. And so Kenneth was like, well, since you were here, you were caught on surveillance when Robin was getting murdered. You're my alibi. Michael was like, well, uh, he was like, you're my alibi. So they're each other's alibis, basically. Okay, so who is responsible for Robin's death? We still need to figure that part out. So we see a guy that's sitting in his car. And if I'm not mistaken, I feel like this dude used to work with Carla to some type of capacity. But either way, he pulls out a little bit of money and he gets out of his car. He walks up to uh, some of the corner boys and he's like, hey, yo, like I need a balloon. And so they was like, what are you talking about? He was like, you mean to tell me y'all ain't got nothing? And he, dude was like, nah, we ain't, we ain't got nothing. And so... They end up telling them to get the hell out of there. It's dry right now. It's dry. Okay, streets streets are dry right now. So he gets on, goes on about his business. So then we go back over to Jimmy and uh, Carmine. They are in this meeting with the Calabri men. Okay, it's a son and dad, a son and dad duo. Okay, and so the dad is like, "Look, we'll offer you." double digit millions okay but there's one condition and the condition is that they need to use his ports and so jimmy was like i didn't know that the ports and that the harbors in new york were dry and so he tells them oh so they start talking to carmine in um italian i'm assuming or some other language i'm assuming right so they end up speaking to him and then carmine is like just think about it jimmy let's let's think about it it's good it's a good deal and so jimmy was like i don't sell drugs and anybody who knows me knows that i don't do that i don't put drugs back in my city it's just not my my thing it's not a good move and so he was like oh don't worry about it the drugs won't they won't stay here in new orleans (laughs) and so i guess we're you know at a standstill for now and so carmine was like okay well what about this how about you guys go up to your room you guys relax a little bit we'll meet up later for dinner have drinks this that and the third and then we'll talk some more jimmy is done negotiating okay he done already told you that he didn't want partners from the Gideon, but now the partners is trying to sell drugs, and that ain't his thing. You, you trying to get him hemmed up, like for real, for real? Yeah, no, this this is gonna be a no deal for Jimmy Carmine. Please go back to wherever you came from. So, Kenneth and Michael and Elizabeth are still um, at Kenneth's house, and they're talking about what happened the night of Robin's death. And so Kenneth was like, you know. The night that she told you about our relationship, I thought that was going to be the night that she left you. And so Michael was like, no, nah, but we did end up having a big argument. 
And I'm assuming that she called you afterwards. And Kenneth was like, she ain't called me. And so Michael was like, I heard her whispering on the phone. So who did she call? And so Kenneth stalls out and Elizabeth's like, look, I ain't sweating through my favorite sweater for no reason, okay? Cough up some answers. And so Kenneth ends up telling him that um, Robin must have been talking to their uh, CR, their their insider for a, a tip, right? And so apparently they thought that they, they were doing some investigation into all of these random deaths that were happening it was like a um deaths deaths that they thought were involved in gang rivals okay and so it was a few bodies that had dropped eight in total i believe no like calling card no signatures no nothing right they didn't leave a trace of who who did it who was responsible and so they were robin and kenneth were sniffing around and they had got some insider information that they believed that it was the police dropping all of these random bodies off okay but they didn't have proof until they talked to this guy so robin was supposed to be meeting up with him at the store that night and i'm I'm assuming that's when um she got taken out and so Elizabeth and Michael, that's where they're going to end up going to to try to see if they can get some more information um, from the surveillance footage or whatever the case may be. So that's that. It, it, Robin might have got set up. She might have got taken out by the cops. Ain't no telling. So they're in the car and Elizabeth and Michael are talking and he says something to the effect. Oh, well, no, she says something about him. Robin should have never married Michael. And so he was like, what are you talking about? Like, I wasn't a bad husband to begin with. And she was like, no, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. I was saying that she shouldn't have married you because basically she didn't deserve him. Okay. He he was too good for Robin at that particular point in her life. And so he was like, well, you know, she should have left and so elizabeth was like no she would have never left because of adam and so then they end up what else were they talking about um i mean that's basically it but she she basically just tells michael that he he deserved better than robin she had doubts about marrying him and um yeah elizabeth always thought that robin was not up to par for michael at that particular point in time it's just crazy and so i'm like i said i'm assuming that they're gonna go end up getting answers from the store so we'll see what happens with that oh yeah so she was like i have to find out what happened to robin and he was like just because you get answers doesn't mean that it's gonna make you feel better and she was like well i wouldn't say that but you know michael knows from experience because he he knows what happened with adam so yeah it's just a sad situation not only has she lost her daughter but she lost her only grandson too that sucks so we see carlo carlo is going up to fia's room when he runs into gina i forgot to mention earlier that carlo had tried to sit in on the meeting that uh jimmy and carmine were finna get ready to go to but jimmy promised them that he'd be able to attend the next one okay not this one you have to sit this one out we ain't got time i'm in i'm in a rush okay and so he tells gina 
that uh daddy said no not this time maybe next time kiddo (laughs) and gina was like oh really i'll have a talk with him girl quit coddling that man Ugh, get on my nerves so they end up going to fia's room i guess her and fia are finna get ready to go do something or fia is finna get ready to leave because um fia is giving the handoff instructions I, i always call it the report the baby report for how Rocco's doing, you know, how he's been doing that day. Um, you, just like the usual stuff, okay? They ate, they done pooped, this, that, and the third, right? So Rocco, she tells him that just in case he gets off into any issues with little Rocco to give her a shout, and he was like, nope, I'm not going to have to do that. It's not going to be necessary. So as he glances over at little Rocco, he told him that he's so cute, but this shit is going to be boring as hell, right? So... <laughs> He starts texting um, the girl that he was trying to get with a while ago, um, asking her what she's doing. And then um, she ends up probably sending them some naked pics or something like that. Something that puts a smile on his face, right? So we go back over to Jimmy. Jimmy is with Carmine. And he's telling him that he doesn't want to share his ports with the Calabri family. And so Carmine is like, I used to control these ports, okay? You don't want to share the ports with them because you don't want to give up control. See, you have this whole fake illusion that you're running things, okay? But that's that's just an illusion for yourself. Nobody else sees it that way. And so he tells them basically that he turns on the the thug shit when it's time to be a thug and then he puts on his suits and plays businessman when it's convenient right he's able to swap roles when it's convenient for the part and so he was like you know what when i was a kid i used to run the french quarters with one of my my good pals and i forgot his name i think he said his name was marty or something like that somewhere to him anyway him and old boy they used to run the french quarter they used to run the French Quarter left and right, and then um, the friend used to, him and the friend used to go in the stores together, and um, he they would look at the candy and the malts and all stuff like that. So Carmine would be the one that would steal the candy, and then they would go somewhere, go eat the candy, and then go do it all over again, right? And so eventually Carmine ended up getting fed up with it, and he was just like, "Look, now it's your turn. It's your turn to steal." And so, dude was like, you talking to me? I ain't no thief, okay? <laughs> I let you do it because I know what you are. I put that label on you, okay? And so, he brings it back around to home base by saying that Jimmy is no better than him. Like I said, he puts on the suits, the tailor-made suits, the press suits, when it's convenient for him and he calls himself a businessman but Carmine knows exactly who he is he is no nothing but a two-bit thug out here in these streets okay so he's telling him that he's gonna end up giving up this deal and sharing the ports and they gonna the Calabras are gonna have all these drugs running around they gonna have women that they're sex trafficking coming in and out of the ports and they're going to increase the crime rate because of all of this, uh, the drug money and the girls and all of that, right? 
And I mean, it's basically nothing that he can do about it. But he's going to do it because he wants the money. He wants the prestige, right? He wants the recognition for everything that he's doing for the hotels. And he tells them, again, Jimmy, if it wasn't for the Conti name, you wouldn't have gotten this far in the first place. All the shit that you're doing with the hotels, yeah, that's cute. But I was doing this way before you even thought of, okay? Way before you was even pooping in your diapers. So I guess Jimmy is probably going to end up having to go through with this deal unless he decides to off Carmine. How you think Gina going to take that? She got to have a conversation with him anyway about how he been treating Carlo. I'm tired of all of them. <laughs> so back over to Big Mo and the club. We see that one of her henchmen is going to get ready to uh, deal with the product and cut it up and, and package it and do all of that, right? When um, his little brother comes to the door. And I think he's looking for some lunch money because mama forgot to pack his lunch. And so the little brother ends up asking, can he stay around and, and hang? He doesn't necessarily want to go to school just yet. And dude was like, uh, you know, you can't do that. Like mama will kill me. And so he gives him some money, sends him on his way, right? So as he's going to get ready to go to school, why is this kid going to, walking to school by himself? How old is this kid? Okay, he can't be more than like eight, eight, nine years old, right? So as he's leaving out, we see the dude that um, was asking for drugs earlier. He's kind of like lurking in the bushes, so to speak. <laughs> and so he sees the little boy walk out, and then he creeps up to the club, and he sees that the uh, shades are kind of like tinted open, right? So you can kind of peer in, peer in and peer out. And so he looks in there and he sees Eugene, you guys. And remember, they had told everybody that Eugene was dead. And I know that Carlo had mentioned that Eugene had got away, but yeah. And so he was like, oh, shoot. So he ends up taking this picture of Eugene, and I'm pretty sure it's going to get back to Carlo one way or the other, that Eugene is still alive out here. So that's that. So then we go over to Michael and Liz. They've arrived at the convenience store, and Michael is trying to get information on a dude named KJ to see if he's still employed there. Um, apparently, he worked there two years ago when Robin was trying to, you know, get information, and she would frequent the store. And so he tries to appeal to her that way, but she ain't giving him no play. She says that he sounds too much like a cop. And he was like, well, I used to be a judge. <laughs> and you thought that that was going to make it any better, Michael? Oh, okay. So then Liz comes over and gives it a shot. And she ends up asking her, does she have any kids? And she was like, yeah, I got two girls. And she was like, you know, Robin was my daughter. And that's literally all that it takes for an old girl to soften up a little bit and try to give them as much information as they need for KJ. So hopefully they'll end up finding him and getting getting all of that information to figure out what happened with Robin. So we go over to Fia. Fia and Gina are going to the church because they are finna get ready to get all of the details regarding the baptism for little Rocco. And so they get there, and of course, Gina and Fia are having their spit spats. And so the priest ends up like asking Gina, can he have a moment with Fia privately? And so he ends up walking her through the whole process and trying to basically reassure her 
he tells her that it's okay if she doesn't believe, okay? He's never known God to be a narcissist, so it's okay if she doesn't particularly have a great relationship with him at this point in time, okay? Ain't nobody carting religions at the door, okay? The point here is that we're all being gathered on that particular day to honor Rock, honor Rocco and all of the family that encompasses him, primarily and most importantly, Rocco, her brother, Little Rocco's uncle, and then Adam, Little Rocco's dad, the one who also helped bring Little Rocco into this world. So he appeals to Fia that way. And so hopefully, you know, Gina, not Gina, <laughs> Fia starts to soften around the edges just a little bit. And um, she'll at least have Little Rocco be baptized. So hopefully that'll get Gina off of her back too. Ooh, because I... Honey, Gina's just giving everybody a hard time. Let Fia be. And let Lil Rocco be. So, that's that. So, Big Mo is getting ready to go over to the club. And we see that um, she's checking on the product and an inventory for it. Um, before she leaves, she tells her goons that she'll be over at the new club if they need anything. And then she sees Eugene. She goes over to him. And, um... She hands him a nice wad of money and thanks him for holding it down and basically returning her money because she would have been ass out <laughs> if he hadn't. And so he was like, uh, she said, it's no strings attached. And he was like, it's always strings attached. And so he ends up telling her, hey, first it was, you know, Lil Mo and then Michelle B. Like, you're isolating yourself from your family. Like, if my family was still here, I would make sure that there was nothing getting in the way of me spending time with them, you know, and loving on them and making sure that I have relationships with them. And she was like, are you done? <laughs> I guess so. So, off he goes to Houston. So, Carlo is meeting up with the girl that he'd been crushing on at the reception desk down at the hotel and I guess he done made his way over. No, she done made her way over there to the room. So, y'all, they finna get it in, right? When Carlo gets a call from the guy that he was hanging with, I think his name is Joey or something like that. Either way, he lets Carlo know that he spotted uh, Eugene and he knows where he's located. He's got eyes on him. And so, Carlo ends up leaving her with the baby, y'all. He don't know her from a can of paint besides what her insides look like. Really? You're just going to leave your, your godson, your, your nephew with this lady? And so she was like, you can't leave me with this baby. I barely even know this baby. And he was like, all you got to do is watch him sleep. I'm coming back. He's fine. <laughs> this is going to be a hot mess. So we see Eugene. He's getting ready to be escorted back to Houston um, or escorted at least back to the uh, Greyhound so he can go back to Houston and he's getting in the car and we see that Carlo and Joey are now scoping him okay there and so Carlo has a gun and he was like Joey was like well I can just ram him and Carlo was like shut up just like stay close so when I'm ready to roll like we'll be ready to go so I don't know what's going to happen, y'all, but I'm getting nervous for Eugene. Hopefully, he'll make it back to Houston in one piece. So, Michael is still being blown up by um, Olivia. 
she didn't text him like a thousand times and he still ain't trying to deal with her i wouldn't want to fool with her neither they ain't arrest me i ain't in prison so i technically don't have to deal with you right now so they're still waiting him and liz they're still waiting at the uh, convenience store waiting on kj to pop up so he finally does and they rush over to him you know just trying to see what happened to robin and so Liz was like, hey, my daughter was here the night when she got killed. Can you tell me any information? And he was like, I don't know, y'all. You know, I ain't, I don't know nothing. And she was like, you had to know something. And so he was like, what does it matter? Like, I know the truth, okay? And trust me, that's not something that you want to know at this point. And um, because Liz was like, I need answers. And he was like, I know the answers, okay? You can't turn off the nightmares once you find out everything that I know. And so she just has a whole full-blown meltdown where she spills her guts to him like, I've lost two babies in two years, okay? I need answers. It doesn't matter what I what you think I do or don't need to know. I need to know how she died and why, okay? And so hopefully he's going to end up giving her the answers that she's looking for. Um, ooh. Yeah, I think I would go to the ends of the earth, too, if something like that were to happen. So, I don't blame her. She she should definitely get those answers. I mean, it may hurt, but at least she'll have some closure. So, we go over to Big Mo. Big Mo is making her way to the new club where her girl is. Of course, she's practicing on warming up those vocal cords. And so, she comes in, and a girl sees that Big Mo is kind of like down in the dumps, right? Apparently, what Eugene has said to her uh, kind of affected her right and we know that her and little mo were really close and so her getting rid of him and pushing him out of the group was definitely something that is shifting her shifting her heart a little bit and so she was like what's wrong and so big mo was like don't ask don't tell right and so she was like you know what you got such a kind heart i just hate to see that you keep switching it on and off like this um and so she was like, that's the only way that you can conduct the business that I do. And so she was like, you know, eventually it'll get to the point where you shut it off so much that you forget to, you you, you forget how to turn it back on. And so hopefully this never becomes the case for Big Mo, but I don't know. She's got a lot going on that's affecting her. And even though she tries to keep her very hard exterior, we are we know how she's feeling on the inside a little bit. So... We go back over to Eugene. Eugene and um, Big Mo's goon are riding to the bus station. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, after Eugene goes, like, digging in his bag for something, they get rammed, y'all, T-boned. Okay, so much so that the car ends up flipping on its hood, okay? And so the car is upside down. I think Big Mo's goom is probably dead at this point. It was so hard to see um, from where I was looking, but I believe her goon is dead, but Eugene is still alive, okay? And he manages to make his way out of the car without, um, you know, any very serious injuries from what we can see. And so then we go over to uh, Carlo, and Joey is laying on the asphalt dead. I'm going to assume that he's dead, too. And so Carlo was like, you stupid idiot. Nobody told you to do that. So Eugene done made his way out of the car. Carlo is trying to get out, but some kind of way his door is jammed or something like that to where he can't get out. Eugene makes it over to the gun, picks up the gun and points it at Carlo. And so he was like, bro, you took out my brother. 
and then your daddy blew up my house. Well, it was really Gina, but your people blew up my house that had my whole family inside. You killed my whole family, and for what? For no reason. Because Carla was like, F you, you know. And so Eugene was like, you did all that for no reason. What did we do to you, huh? So it's not F me, it's F you. And so just when we think that Eugene is going to get ready to shoot him, he drops the gun. Y'all, Eugene ain't no killer like that. I mean, he wanted to last year because of what happened. But I think after he took Adam out by mistake, like he realizes that that, that type of hate ain't in his heart like that. Okay, so he drops the gun. And then by that time, we hear sirens blaring in the background. And so Eugene takes off running. So hopefully he makes it to the bus station safely. I'm not sure where he's going to go at this point. But hopefully he got that water money so he can get a, a decent ways away before somebody catch up to him. So KJ is outside of the convenience store with Michael and Liz. And he's telling them the entire story. So he says that... A little while ways ago, um, there was a turf war going on between two gangs, and it was it wasn't like no big shit. It was just like some corner boys like selling drugs, right? And so, long story short, what ended up happening was two of the top lieutenants from both sides ended up getting knocked off, right? And so nobody knew who it was. Of course, there was no type of trace to lead back to who was responsible for it. And so then, um, some kind of way, KJ ended up getting mixed up with the police officer. He uh, got caught up in the mix and KJ was basically trading drugs for information on the inside, right? And so, um, after a while, um, KJ stopped giving him information, but he was still doing drugs. Um, the, well, the police officer still giving him drugs. And so the police officer ended up like, I don't know if they had like a sex, I'm going to assume that they had a sexual relationship. Okay. So since KJ couldn't give up any more information, he ended up giving up some other stuff, um, in exchange for the drugs. And then after a while, KJ was like, he just couldn't do it anymore. Um, and so the night that Robin died, because he had said something about him getting locked up or whatever. And so once he got locked up, he got in touch with Robin because she was doing a piece on police brutality. And he wanted to give her some information because he felt like, shit, he didn't have nothing nothing else to live for, no way. And so why not just give up all the information that he knew? So they ended up getting in contact and she was trying to get information out of him. They were supposed to meet up, but apparently he had gotten cold feet. And so some kind of way, somebody had tricked her down to um down to the store and so oh kj also said that um after he got the police officer that he was getting information for he was also like planting drugs on other he was a real dirty cop he ended up like planting drugs on other people that was like pissing him off and stuff like that so he was just real dirty doing real shady stuff to like a whole bunch of other different people and so he says that Robin had received a phone call the night that she went down to the convenience store, but he wasn't the one that called her. He believes that the police officer that he was messing with um, was the one that called her and set her up to come down there. And so as soon as she, as soon as she got down there, um, KJ was just now walking in, I believe. Robin was already there, and then a guy in a mask and gloves came up behind her and shot her execution style a few times, like twice. 
and she never saw it coming thank goodness and it's like while he was describing this of course liz was getting like hella emotional and so she was like um who was it and so he ends up saying that it was detective beckwith and so they were like, how do you know it was him? And he was like, I don't know. I just saw masks and gloves. But I can tell you for a fact that I know it was him. So, yeah, it's crazy, y'all. I feel so bad for Liz. But at least she's got some type of answers. Sophia and Gina are returning to the room when they hear little Rocco crying from the outside of the room. So they rush in and they find a girl holding the baby and she's like I don't know what to do I don't know what to do and so Fia ends up taking little Rocco and asking her where Carlo is and she was like she doesn't know he just left so Fia is gonna cause all types of hell trying to figure out what happened to Carlo and why he ditched little Rocco so Big Mo's gun is getting bandaged up he didn't die after all you guys he's getting bandaged up by the EMTs and um we see the detective, I'm assuming this is, this might be Detective Beckwith. I can't remember who this is, you guys. But either way, he's talking to the police officer that uh, responded to the call. And the police officer is giving him the rundown on what happened. And so then um, Detective Beckwith is asking uh, Big Goon, was there anybody else in the car aside from him? And so he says no. So he starts looking around in the car and um, he finds a backpack, which we know is Eugene's backpack. And then he also finds a um like a a notebook a drawing a drawing pad and it's got all of eugene's drawings in it and of course you know he does like his superhero thing and then um he's got a drawing where he's running from the house exploding and then he's got one with a, a tombstone with his name on it and so he picks up the um he picks up the drawing pad, puts it with him well he he takes it, and then he goes over to Big Goon and tells the MTs that he's gonna need to talk to Big Goon. So he's gonna find out pretty soon that Eugene is still alive. Speaking of Eugene, we see that he is at the bus station. He made his way, y'all, and so he's just waiting on his bus to be called so he can get on there and go back to H Town. So whew, he's so close. Hopefully he'll be able to get out. So Michael and Liz finally make it back home, and she was like, you know what, Michael, you were right. I really didn't need to know all of that, okay? I knew that she had died, and I knew that she wasn't supposed to, but I think I was better off not knowing the rest of it. And she says that she only proceed, uh, proceeded to try to get those answers because she wanted to let Robin know that she hadn't forgot about her that she had cared enough to see this thing through to get all of the answers that she was looking for to get the closure. And so she ends up, uh, you know, just having a moment. And Michael says that he's sorry for not being there for her. And she says, no, you know, you were going through your own thing. You were suffering just as much as I was. And so then um, she says that, you know, grandkids are a wonder, you know, because he was like, well, at least I had Adam to grieve with me. You know, you were grieving by yourself. And so she was like, it's just a wonder, grandkids. And so he was like, yeah, speaking of that, I, I didn't know when the proper time would be to tell you. I didn't even know if I would tell you at all, as a matter of fact, but, um, Adam ended up having a kid with Sophia Baxter. And so she was like, what? And so he tells her that she's got a great-grandchild. She is a great-grandmother. And she asks him, has he met the kid? And 
he says yes and he's perfect and she becomes a ball of tears you guys it was such a sweet moment i felt so happy and sad for her at the same time um so at least she was able to hopefully meet baby rocco and you know continue that lineage for them so super sad but happy at the same time Speaking of Fia, Fia, Gina, and Jimmy are meeting Rock, uh, not Rocco, <laughs> Carlo at the hospital. And of course, Gina comes over, are you okay, baby? What happened? And Fia is like, why did you leave Rocco with a stranger? And so, of course, Gina's like, now's not the time. And she was like, no, I need to know why the F you left my kid with a complete stranger. And so he tells them that Joey had called him and that he had um, told him that Eugene was still alive. And, of course, as soon as um, Gina hears this, she's looking at Jimmy like, what in the world? And so... As I said before, you know, there's just all of this confusion and Gina is pissed, y'all. Like, she is livid. And so then um, he ends up finishing his story. Long story short, they find out that Eugene is still alive, okay? No excuse for leaving little Rocco, but he had to go exact revenge, okay? He had to take him out. And so she asked uh, Carlo, did he end up taking care of Eugene? And she, he says no. And so Gina's like, what is wrong with this family? God, I mean, what did they do to you? What did they do to you? Carlo got off for killing his brother, literally scot-free. Okay, he walked on that. So what are you so upset about, Gina? I just need to know. So Gina storms out. Jim, Jimmy walks out of the hospital room and then car carmine follows him and then like he pushes him up against the wall and like like grabs his face like he's a kid or something and he was like you know what i have tried to be patient and sit aside but you are not the man that you are supposed to be for this family at this particular point in time and so he's basically like either step up or step aside and so he walks off and Jimmy, well, Jimmy walks off. And so then after that, Jimmy is in a room trying to gather himself because he is upset. But of course he can't put his hands on his father-in-law, right? So, um, so then, um, his henchman comes in, Frankie comes in because Gina gives the orders for, to Frankie to find Eugene and finish him off tonight. And so Frankie comes in and he was like, you know what, Jimmy, I think Gina is right about this one. I think we need to take care of Eugene and send a message. And so Frankie can't even finish getting his sentence out before Jimmy hits him with a bedpan and just goes to town on him. He's just taking out all of that pent up frustration on Frankie and he beats him till he's halfway conscious, y'all. So yeah, Jimmy is getting fed up. Can somebody please take out Carmine or Gina? One of the two will do just fine or both. I would not miss either one of them at this point. So Big Mo comes back to the the old club, you know, where the crew be hanging out. And she's looking around and she's like, what's wrong with everybody? Y'all, everybody looking all down and sad. And one of the other big, uh, big homies, he looking real, real sad. And so Big Mo was like, hey, what's up with everybody? And so Big Homie speak up and was like, man, my little brother grabbed one of those balloons and he died. Y'all, he wasn't supposed to be there in the first place. Like, 
Oh my gosh. So Big Mo tries to, you know, extend a hand and dude don't want to talk right now. And I wouldn't want to either because this was a chance that wasn't even supposed to be happening right now. So I don't know if they're going to go after Lil Mo for getting them caught up in all of this or what. I, I don't know what's going to happen. But either way, his brother is home. How he going to explain that to his mama? So Michael ends up calling Castillo and um, she's asking him where he is. And he tells her that he's on the way to the office right now. And he tells her that the reason that they um, they don't know what happened to Robin is because whoever murdered her, he believes that they came from inside the precinct. Okay. And so she's like, what? And he was like, yeah, I'm on my way to talk to you. So Michael's going to end up meeting up with Castillo and then over to Eugene. Eugene is trying to get on this Greyhound, y'all. He's so close to the front of the line. And then he starts looking, and it's almost like he doesn't seem to his. He focuses in on somebody, and then all of a sudden, we don't even see who it is. We see him get hit in the shoulder, y'all, with a bullet. Somebody shoots Eugene, okay? And so then, of course, he falls to the ground, and we see the guy holding the gun is Detective Beckwith. Y'all, what is happening? What is happening? I don't remember the connection. So if anybody remembers the connection that Detective Beckwith is supposed to be having with taking these folks out, maybe Eugene was getting too close. I don't know. But either way, y'all let me know. That's how the episode ends, y'all. It was so good. Let me know what you think. You can reach me at me and you TV Reviews on Facebook and on Instagram. You can also reach me at my TV Reviews podcast without the S on the end at gmail.com. Y'all, I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Um, if you haven't already, please rate and review. Start me up at least, okay, you guys, so we can continue to grow our family. Also, I always forget this. Y'all, turn on your notifications, okay? I had to tell my best friend the other day how to turn on her notification, okay? I don't know how it works with Apple, but she figured it out, okay? So if you have a, a, a iPhone, turn on your notifications, okay? It's easier on Spotify, I think, but... Turn on your notifications, y'all. That's all I got for you guys. So until we meet over the airwaves again, I am Mo, and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.